dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind. It's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everyone. This is Mark D. Valenti, and this is another episode of Brain Burrow. This is actually our 50th episode, and this is a digging deep session where we have a chance to talk with our guest. Our guest gets a chance to share about her values, her opinions, her motivation, and then you as a listener and viewer have a chance to say, how does this apply to me? So I'm very pleased to have on the show today, Ms. Janet Wang, and I'm going to hand over the interview to her by asking the big open-ended question, who exactly is Janet Wang? Hi, everybody. Hey, Mark. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show, and I'm super excited about it being the 50th episode. Oh, my <laughs> God. Congratulations. It's a huge accomplishment. Um, oh, you're so you know, everybody, Thank you. Yeah, it's a great show, and I'm just I'm just really thrilled to be here. Uh, so yeah, super excited about that. Now, who is Janet Wang? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess at the core, um, my like very foundation, I guess you could say I'm at first and foremost a mom. So I have a bunch of kids. Whenever people find out that I have kids, like, oh my God. And then when they find out the number of kids I have, they're even more freaked out. So um, I have a total of seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have a three step son or children I birth. Um, and so I'm a, you know, mom of seven, although I'm not married to my stepson's father anymore, I raised them since they were little. So they're pretty much mine. I'm, you know, their other mother. <laughs> so like I said, at the core, I'm a mom. Um, but you know, I'm also, I, I like to call myself a hustler. <laughs> uh, <yeah. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and you can interpret that however you want to. <laughs> I, I may ask you to interpret that a little bit and go in from there. So we'll, we'll get back yeah. to that. So go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm always willing and I guess I'm the type of person that wants to get some, get it done. And if I set a goal for myself or if there's something that I want to reach, there um, isn't much that's going to stop me. So um, I'm very good at uh, just going and going and going until I reach those goals. And then once I get there, like, what can I do to make it better? Mm. Yeah. So um which is, you know, I guess kind of what you have to do in this industry as an actress. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And one of my favorite sayings is, you know, a jack of all trades, but a stir of none. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I know that could be a bad thing, but whatever. So, okay. Well, you've actually shared quite a bit in just a few minutes. So thank you for, for sharing that. So yeah. let's, let's actually talk about this whole going, 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 going just to get it done. I mean, that seems kind of exhausting. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very exhausting. Um, so during COVID, uh, we did a total of, um, let me think here. Well, we, we did one feature that we finished and was released during COVID. And that one was, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it was during COVID time. So we were like, nobody else is filming. So let's just do this. And right. so we did it. It was Narcosub and we got it done. Um, there was uh, Nar uh, Narcosub had uh, Robert Lasorto and um, Tom Sizemore in it and Bill, I mean, Lee Majors. And so that wow. was a really fun little, yeah, it was a fun little action movie. Um, I was an actress and I did a little bit of... Um, extra work so I'm kind of like an easter egg you can spot me if you know who to look for <laughs> you can spot me throughout the movie in different scenes <laughs> oh wow yeah so uh, it's kind of fun. that was kind of fun um but you know the whole going 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 thing you just 
um, like I said, in this industry, you got to hustle, you got to move. Um, you got to just keep saying yes until you can't, until you can't anymore, until you can say no. Interesting. Yeah. So where's that limit mm-hmm. for you, Janet? Where's that limit for um, you? So my, this year, actually, I, 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 came to a point because you know once they kind of lifted the whole covid thing um everybody was like let's go (laughs) and so yeah and so everything just kind of like fell into place like all these projects were like and it was just like sure yeah 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 and before i knew it um like right now i'm on like i think my 11th um film of the year and not like feature short music video i'm on my 11th project of the year and um, about half of those were traveling. So, uh, and, and for me, that was a lot because, you know, I have kids at home and, and things like that. And like my boyfriend and I moved in together and we haven't mm. in May and we haven't even unpacked yet. Like we oh still have gosh. boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Wow. But, um, yeah, I would say my, my, my breaking point was, um, probably this film that we're currently on because it's the end of the year it's um holiday season coming up and just like a lot of things just kind of was like oh my god like I miss trick-or-treating with my kids this year oh. it's the first time in 18 years wow. yeah being a mom that I've missed trick-or-treating for, for you know and, and I was really sad about that but at the same time I was like wait I'm doing something incredibly awesome I'm in you know I'm leaving for like LA to film on an awesome, you know, sound stage with a friggin' plane <laughs> as a set. Like, wow, like, you know, and, and you know, I'm living the dream. Like, you know, we, we're all just trying to hustle to get there. But um, so, yeah, I think my limit was when um, I was like, ooh, yeah, I'm missing out on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, really, I, I really don't have to do this many projects. Um, but I want to, <laughs> that's the problem is I, I don't know when to say no. Yeah. So how do you, how do you balance those two sides? Yeah. I, it's, you just, I just, you know, I just have to like, sometimes um, I've had to say no to a couple of things and, and, and it was like, well, you know, first of all, what's happening during that time? Like, am I on another shoot or, um, you know, is there something important going on with my children? Um, you know, like sometimes you just got to make those choices. And like, for example, like, um, I could have, after we filmed in LA, I could have flew straight to Puerto Rico and, um, you know, started off here on Friday, helping out with the crew and everything. But I decided to take that weekend to go back home and watch my boys last regular season football game before I came out here. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) I mean, so obviously there's only a certain amount of hours in the week and only because you said it before we started it, uh, you seem to, uh, forgo sleeping to make up for some of that time. So, I mean, I mean, how are you managing that? Oh, it's, it's okay. I, you know, I, I normally get like my, I normally get about six hours of sleep. So I'm one of those people that can, if I get more than eight hours of sleep, I'm useless. Mm, But mm. my, yeah, my, my magic hour is like five to seven hours of sleep, eight hours. I'm good. But after that, I'm like useless, but yeah, I can function pactly good on five to six hours of sleep. Oh, wow. That's impressive. It's good. You know, that exact number though. Yeah. It's funny because, um, you know, I guess being at my age and, and going through the things that I've gone through, I, I've, I've figured it out 
Hmm. Well, so yeah. since, since you brought that up, going through the things you've gone through, what does that mean? Well, you know, like um, partying hmm. um, as a kid and in through my teenage years, I mean, not my teenage, like college years mm-hmm. and into my 20s and making choices <laughs> that I, <laughs> I should have not made, like, uh, and then, you know, and then just like going through life, like, you know, I'm 45 years old. And wow. so I've done quite a, yeah, I've done quite a bit. I mean, um, I've partied all throughout college. I don't even know how I made it through. Like uh, th- there were days that I would yeah show up to, like I went to business school hmm. and like, I remember my first year of school was uh, my morning classes were accounting and business law as my first classes <laughs> on Monday, Wednesday, or well, Monday through Friday. And it was just like, I would show up drunk or high still. Yeah. And I would show up late and I don't know how I passed and I passed with like great grades. So I don't know. Well, obviously yeah. it worked out in the end. So that's yeah. fantastic. So, well, so at that point you were going, going, going in a different route, basically. Yeah. Right. So yeah. this is your trajectory. So what happened? At what point was it? Okay. I'm done with the partying, maybe not done, but I'm going to curtail yeah. it a bit and then sort of change your gears and, and put your energy somewhere else. What happened? Right. Well, so, um, I guess like I, I started out very young in theater when I was like six years old. So I've always been a theater actress. Yeah. And then when I graduated high school, um, you know, my parents are like, "Eh, you know, maybe you should do something real. (laughs) And I was like, well, this is real. But um, they were like, well, and then, you know, I'm I'm Chinese and I come from a very um, cultural Chinese background. Like my parents were very, uh, you know, like they were true to their culture, which is great. So I had one of those... um, Western upbringings with like uh, Eastern beliefs at home, like really cult- deep cult- Chinese cultural beliefs. So, you know, they were wanting me to be like a doctor or a lawyer. And I was like, no, I want to be an actress. And, you know, like in high school, I was voted like most likely to um, move to Hollywood and become a movie star. And, you know, oh. and stuff like that. But that never, yeah, I, but that never happened because, you know, I went to business school. And then from business school, I, you know, drinking and drugs and, partying and yeah, all that fun stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So thank you for talking a little bit about your upbringing. And of course, we're all influenced by our past and our parents, especially. So how are you able to sort of come to terms with that, that your parents were putting this huge expectation on you? Right. How how do you feel that impacted your life? Um, You know, I'm thankful for it, for Mm. it, because, um, you know, that it is my um, culture. It is like who I, part of who I am, my like, I, I guess my ethnicity, because I am Chinese, but I was born and raised in Canada before I moved to the States. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, I, I, you know, growing up, it was tough because, you know, I, I go to school and like my first language is Mandarin Chinese. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then so when I started school, I had to learn English and French at the same time. And so, yeah, that was fucked up. Like, I mean, you know, I would learn English. So and then I would learn French. And then so like the method of translation was like, like for French, it would go French to English to Chinese and then Chinese to English to French. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and then eventually it got easier to where it was just like natural back and forth. Um, but uh, it growing up with, um, you know, strong culture, like a strong cultural background, I think helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gives me, I really think that having, 
um, teaching your children about your past or not your past, but like your ancestors and who you are and, and, and knowing about their cultures and stuff. Even if it, if you're a Heinz 57 and you, you know, and you know a little <laughs> bit of this and a little bit of that, I think it's important to teach your children because it's part of who they are. Yeah. And you know, I'm, yeah. And I'm, I'm very thankful for those things. Cause there's some suspicions and, and things like that, that I pass on to my children and, and it's like, kind of weird but i mean i don't know they're like for example like in my airbnb there's i don't know if you can see it but there's a dresser that faces the bed with a mirror and i was brought up like that you cannot sleep in front of a mirror Hmm. because mirrors are the gateway to nightmares oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and when you sleep in front of them whether it's at the foot of your bed or on the side of your bed and you face it um, it makes you more prone to nightmares. And mm-hmm. so like, those are one of these things that I grew up with. Like I have to cover it with a towel so I can sleep at night. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so it yeah. definitely impacts you even to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, it's, yeah. So you, so again, we'll go back to, and I, I think the title of this episode is going to be going, 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 because I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but the titles come up as part of the conversation, which I like after yeah. we talk, it's like, okay, but we'll see what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that's your action. That's your trajectory. So what's your motivation? Mm-hmm. Like what's, what's driving you to do this? Uh, so my motivation or my drive to do this is, is it's, it's my passion. It's something I love to do. I've always loved it since I was five. Okay. Uh, since I was little, I remember like literally remember like the first time I took the stage and I was like, cause oh. I've always been, yeah. When I was, you know, little and in, in junior high and high school, I was always the meek little nerdy girl that everybody made fun of. Yeah. And like nobody knew, or if they didn't know me, I was, you know, the nice girl or the friendly girl. Like in middle school, my nickname was the plywood queen. And one of the things like, yeah, the guys would do is like, they would rub a wall and they would be like, what am I doing? Oh, I'm feeling up Janet Wang. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's what motivated me to get like you know my double D implants. Well, but, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, it impacted you a lot. So yes, yeah. yeah. But, um, so it is like I think I said it's my passion, it's my dream, and it's like every time I would hit the stage or get in front of the mirror, um, even to this day, whatever it is I'm doing, I just love it because I it, it allows me to um just be someone else for just a second you know mm-hmm. like and just like forget uh you know what I've been through or who I am or what's going on at the time and, and things like that like like I said I was you know like a little geeky nerdy kid and I was bullied mm-hmm. a lot and then like I'd be given like lead roles or these really cool last ro- roles and all of a sudden for like just an hour however long the play is you know I, I'm somebody else and I'm not that little nerdy girl that's getting made fun of. I'm this girl on center stage, you know, that wow. everybody's watching. Yeah. So and it really so, empowered you almost. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was high school was tough. I mean, junior high was tough. Like, you know, like I said, me being bullied and sure. made fun of for the stupidest things. Like um, in high school, mm-hmm. I was bullied for being too happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One girl started a rumor saying, like, oh, yeah, Janet Wang is, um, she's actually really depressed and like suicidal and she's Jeez. on antidepressants. That's why she's always this happy and bubbly. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just kids so can make fun of anything, right? Anything. Yeah. I'm right. like, okay. So me being nice is a bad thing. 
but me being an asshole is a good thing. Like, I don't, I right. don't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something some tells me it wouldn't matter what you did. They would have said yeah. something. So, yeah. holy cow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what happens then, Janet, when you're not going? I mean, when you, you're, you're, yeah, when you're not going, what, what, what happens? When like, I'm just you, chilling? How do, yeah. How do you, like, yeah. What's, what's going on in your head there? when that happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God. So many things. I swear. I know. I, I know I suffer from ADHD or ADHD, adult ADHD. Um, so if I'm not like uh, on a project or planning for a project or, you know, whatever, um, if, and it's chill time, um, I usually love to just, just relax. And so I'm, hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a fitness buff and I'm an aerial performer. So I'm training. I love to like train. I'm on my aerials. I mainly do like the pole or um, Lyra and silks and things like that. So I'll try to get in some aerial training when I'm not, you know, yeah. (laughs) Wait a a second. Wait a second. So basically (laughs) what you're saying is when you're not doing all this other stuff, then you're doing aerial training and everything else. And that's your downtime basically is what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or video games. I don't okay. know. I've been posting, posting me playing beat sabers okay. and that's like the, yeah, I love like, you know, things to just get my mind off of like, okay. yeah, being busy or on the go or just to bring me back down to earth to like what, what I used to be like, or what my normal routine used to be before I, you know, got into the industry. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like yeah. that's a great way to they call it distress tolerance, right? You're sort of tolerating mm-hmm. maybe a certain level of distress and you're doing it in a healthy, productive way. That's actually, of course, sounds like it's very therapeutic. <laughs> yes, it is. I love it. <laughs> no, that's, that's fantastic. Actually. Well, let me ask you this, Janet. Um, what do you think people most misinterpret about you? Oh my God. Well, if they don't see my face and they just hear my voice, okay. everybody thinks I'm a blonde valley girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously it sounds like this happened more than once. So talk oh, about that. Oh, all happened. the time. So, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm Chinese. I'm 100% Chinese. Um, but like, you know, I used to be paralegal and it's, I would set up like meetings and mediation and stuff like that for the attorneys. Um, and then, you know, they'd come to the office and I, I'd be like, oh, hey, I'm Janet. Nice to meet you. Cause like my, um, my married name at the time was Janet Stamper, okay. like the, the whitest <laughs> name that you can come up with, you can think of. And, you know, and so these people would show up and they're like, oh my God, I thought you were like a blonde Valley girl. <laughs> we were oh not expecting gosh. like this little Chinese girl. Okay. All right. So that would be something that people would misinterpret about you. Yes. Big time. And what about the people that know you? I mean, people that actually, yeah. What, what, what are people? Yeah. Well, um, so a lot of the times too on set, like depending on what I'm doing, because I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been an AD, a production manager, an actress, Okay. Is stunt woman, things like that. And so if I'm running a set as an AD or production or manager or whatever, I'm a complete fucking people are like, <laughs> if they meet me for the first time in one of the, those roles, they're like, holy cow, this woman is scary. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and I don't mean to be mean or anything, but like when you're in charge of a set or when you're running a set, you got to run a tight ship and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, you know, trying to control the situation. And so a lot of, if you're a newer actor or whatever, and you don't understand what is happening, you, they, they do interpret you as a, you know, like a bitch. And I mean, for example, we had a, a shoot um, a while back and it was on a, it was a penthouse 
rooftop scene. And um, so we had a bunch of, well, I don't want to say stunt guys because they were inexperienced in terms of the film, film world, but they did like martial arts and parkour and stuff like they were fucking badasses, but oh. they've never been on a film. Yeah, they've never been on a film set before. And like, so the one of the first things we talk about is safety. You know, um, well, before we start shooting, and sure. then so the um, the holding area was actually um, like a little patio section near the rooftop. So these guys decided to go out there and start taking Instagram or making videos and pictures of them on the wall, oh where God. one side is you know the patio deck, the other side is fifteen stories to your desk. Oh my and God. so, yeah. And so, you know, um, we're up there and we're, we're blocking and the director looks over and he's like, Janet, what the fuck are those guys doing? And I'm like, Oh my God. I freaking just dropped everything stormed over there. I'm like, get off the fucking wall right fucking now. I was like, what the fuck is going on through your heads? And they're all like, I was like, get over here right now. And I called all the stunt guys over and I just fucking lost it on them. I'm like, do you realize that, you know, I was like, whatever the fuck you guys are doing, I was like, stop it right now. I was like, from now on, the green room is the very bottom floor. I was like, you're not allowed up here unless I fucking call you up here for the fucking shoot. Uh, and they're like, oh blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I said, whatever content you guys shot, I don't give a fuck what you do with it. Don't fucking tag the movie. Don't fucking tag anybody, the, any of the actors, and don't tag on the hotel. I was like, I know you guys are all like, oh, this is cool, cool, but what if you died? I was like, you won't fucking care because you're dead. I'm right. going to be the one responsible That's for right. all of this. You're yeah. going to get in trouble for that. So if they would yeah, die, the sense. hotel is booked under my name, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're pretty much uh, ultimately responsible for what happens to them and, uh, yeah. and you let it out there. So that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. So and yeah, a lot of times if they meet me in that role, they're like, Ooh, but I'm actually really like bubbly, cheerful, nice person. Well, listen, I mean, you take your job seriously, especially if you're responsible. Yeah. So, and uh, mm-hmm. you didn't achieve the record for the most number of swearing on this show, but that was close to it. That was the most, the most, uh, yeah, it was close. It was close. It was very close, actually. I think actually Courtney Palm, when she was on, she swore slightly more than you. So it's okay. Oh, so, man, that's awesome. That, that hey, congratulations, is. Courtney. <laughs> no, that was good. Well, listen, you know, swearing means that you're passionate about it. You feel very strongly mm-hmm. about it. So I think that that's pretty cool. No, that, that's, that's actually yeah. a very uh, cool and scary story. So thank you for sharing that. So <laughs> Yeah, no sense. problem. <laughs> well, we're actually... Uh, getting close to the end of the time here. So I wanted to kind of ask you sure. something, because uh, again, the show is about people watching and listening and saying, you know, what can I learn from this person? I feel like you've, you've shared a lot already actually about uh, what it means <laughs> to go, go and go. But I'm wondering yeah. what, what bit of advice would you give listeners or viewers out there? I mean, about anything about their life, about your life, what's, what's something you want to impart to the people that may be uh, tuning in? Um, this might be redundant and might be, you know, said all the time, but on, on, Honestly, if you have a dream or a passion and it's something that you want to do, do it, do it. I mean, just, you know, don't give a shit about what anybody says or thinks Mm. or feels or whatever. If it's, if it's in you and it's something you really want to do and like it's burning like a hole in your heart, just, just do it. It's the best feeling in the world, Mm. you know, making your dreams come true. And I mean, I, I love what I do. And I mean, I took a long hiatus to, you know, live life, be a mom and all that other stuff. But I mean, there's always like, there was always this empty spot in my, in my soul. 
And, you know, once I got back to, back into the, you know, film industry, it's just like, oh my God, I'm whole again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, I just acting, even whether it's in front of the camera on stage, just, it, you know, just it, like makes me feel so much better. And I may suck as an actress. I may suck, you know, whatever, but I don't give a fuck. I'm doing what I want and I'm having a good time and I'm loving it and, and I'm happy. And oh. so I think that's, yeah, the one thing that I would tell anybody, I don't give a crap what dreams are, whatever, just do it and find those people that'll support you. Wow. That's yeah. fantastic advice. Yeah. There's a lot of gems in there, right? It's about don't give a crap what people think. Make, and mm-hmm. I love what you said about the support to find someone who can support you because yeah. it's a lot of energy to do what you love and are passionate about it. And mm-hmm. having somebody there is important. Yes, absolutely. So. 100%. Great yep. advice. My guy's the best. Uh, yes. Shout out to him. That's great. <laughs> gotta so. shout out to gotta shout out to Victor because you know he's like um, you know, he's he's awesome. And like I said, find that person that can support you, whether it's a best friend, boyfriend, husband, mom, dad, whatever. But I mean, having that support is really important. Yeah. yeah. Great, great, great. A bit of advice here, Janet. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, and I want to thank you for you know being on the show. It was uh, great to have yeah. uh, have your perspective. Thank you. I'm very excited about this. I'm very, very, very happy to be here, Mark. And I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing oh. too. You're just kicking ass out there. I love oh, it. Oh, wow. Thank you. That, that was <laughs> yeah. actually very kind of you to say. And I was actually fortunate, as you know, that we got a chance to at least have a scene together in yes. Texas. So that was really cool too. Oh my so. God, that was so much fun. Yeah, I cannot wait for that movie. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. So that was kind of fun. So, all right. Well, and, uh, yeah, course, definitely. Yeah. So thank you. And I want to, of course, want to thank the mm-hmm. listeners and viewers out there as well who yes. tuned in today. And on behalf of Janet Wang, this is Mark D. Valenti for Brainboro. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye, everyone. <laughs> you just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brainboro Podcast.